attention Crossroom shoppers. The store is now closed. If you were unable to make your final purchases and grab a Crossrip, Deep Peaks, or hug a Reitman shirt, we've got you covered. Just drop us a direct message and a representative from our staff will be happy to accommodate your needs. Thank you for shopping the Paranormal Shop and have a nice afterlife. This week on the Good Old Crossrip Podcast, we're talking about all the stuff Frozen Empire. There's a, a amazing lenticular standee that we got to talk about because there's a certain cameo that's on there. Uh, Mr. Dan Aykroyd himself is out doing the press uh, circuit for his unexplained show, and he, of course, is talking about Ghostbusters. Um, and then in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about three gift ideas that you can't miss for this holiday season. Stay tuned. It's a fun one. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. <laughs> Weird name. Gotta make the best of that. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Indio Jones, <laughs> The Dial of Destiny was fun, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it, will, it will not surpass the other ones because the other ones were different time, different place. They were new to me. They were special to me in a different time for me. But it was fun. Yeah, I and different it. subject matter. And yeah, I mean, I feel like this. It was a fitting. It like. It felt like a fitting conclusion where Crystal Skull felt like, what are what are we doing here? Are we setting more movies up with? I don't understand. Um, so well, this one. What I didn't like about this one was they were like, and we killed Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, well, okay, sure. <laughs> I guess. It, it, it actually created Shia a nice LaBeouf. little uh, fulcrum between some characters for people who haven't seen it. But yeah. uh, anyhow. Anyhow. What are we talking about? We have so much other stuff. Should we just jump in? We have other stuff to talk about. Why are we talking sure. about as much as I want to talk about Harold Faltermeyer and and Dial of Destiny, I feel like we have so many other things we got to do. This is us warming up is all it is, really. It's so. warming up. But yeah. but I feel like our warm up needs to be like our actual cup because there are so many. Number one, you are drinking sure. the uh, Backcountry IPA, cross, Don't Cross the Streams brew. Yeah. Uh, number it's, two. Uh, it's very much an IPA. Not my fave, but uh, thank you to Gary from the Ghostbusters British Columbia for giving it to me anyways. Don't uh, cross some, small, some small part of me rankles at the whole make a sticker and put it on a can that's allowed microbreweries to do runs of stuff. <laughs> like, part of me is kind of like, I, I mean, I get it, but... I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It gives them an opportunity to be something, do something creative, and then... Get it's out a, before the cease and desist uh, <laughs> arrives. <laughs> it's very hoppy. Uh, I mean, it's an IPA. It's good. Good. Excellent. H- hint, notes of grapefruit. Um, anyways. Interesting. Oh, all right. Interesting. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Crossroad. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, Welcome to talk. our uh, notes of you're going to get sweet, dry. Uh, God, I wish I knew Dan Aykroyd's notes for Crystal Head Vodka by heart because Oh, that, what did he say? Yeah, we got the t- joke right there. But I, I I'm don't. only halfway through that, but I, it turns out uh, David Spade is is uh, my uh, Jiminy Cricket. He's my inner voice. <laughs> because as I'm listening to it, he a couple of times Dan was like, talk, 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 talk. And I went, oh, Dan, I, you know, 
thought, and then like thirty seconds later, David Spade would be like, "Oh, Dan, oh, Dan thought." thought I'm yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> the he one, thought the exact same thing." They I get they're at the very beginning. They're doing their kind of their warm up, like you and I do. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they're pouring their Crystal Head vodka, and Dan's like, "Do you have any?" Um, Fresh squeezed orange juice, perhaps some hibiscus or hibiscus. <laughs> and if they're in David Spade's house, he's like, "I got like lemon seltzer water, man." Lemon That's seltzer. And <laughs> Dan's like, "Well, it's not really juice." <laughs> well, the best, the best was just like oh, you so know, oh, hibiscus, cranberry, hibiscus. And David Spade's like hibiscus, hibiscus. Yeah, <laughs> like 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 Dan Aykroyd had just made up a word or something. Uh, you're in David Spade's house on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, yeah, um, which I didn't know that David Spade lived there until this podcast. He's like right across the street from where the House of Blues was. David, you got to be more careful about the social engineering that you can throw into your podcast because yeah. Now I know but anyway, yeah, exactly. Um, we'll be but, we'll be right over. We'll be right there. But hey. Hey everybody! Welcome. It's a cross rip. It's 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 a festivist miracle. We're doing a cross rip. Uh, Chris, thank you for your patience Merry again. It's my fault. Christmas. We were going to do. Your fault. We were going to do an episode last week. Didn't work. Uh, now we're we're playing it by ear and trying to get stuff done. But because there is so much to talk about, we had to at yeah. least do one before the year's end. Right. Um, and and then you know in 2024, I feel like we're going to be doing more f- frequent podcasts. Like yeah. that's that's to be sure. Things are only going to pick up, at least in Q1. So Q1's going to be madcap. Oh, my goodness. But So so two things are going to happen. We're going to catch up. Uh, Chris and I haven't had a chance to talk about all of the firehouse stuff. We kind of – we started and then I Mm -hmm. veered us away in our warm-up because I didn't want to get into it. Um, And – we have because Chris usually does the Home Shopping Network episode, which is amazing. You should even go back and listen well, to the old episodes mm. because they're a lot of fun. I haven't um, done it for like two or th- couple it's of been, years. It's now, been a so. while, but it like you would have like the Muzak playing in the background. You'd be like, for the discerning uh, connoisseur of vodkas who yeah. love notes of sweet <laughs> and dry and. Uh, yeah, you you did a great job, but because that hasn't happened, you and I have decided to do. A hint of Canadian corn. Um, anyway, <laughs> with the Newfoundland glaciers, Newfoundland glacier water. So, yeah. Anyway, triple distilled diamonds. Uh, anyways, um, uh, yeah. Well, well, because and it was a growing problem. Was the the gift guide started because the gift list was low. There wasn't a lot of stuff. So it seemed like a really good thing to recap for people that, hey, here's the stuff that came out in the last year or recent years that's still available. And it's cool. Go get it for the ghost head in your life or put it on your list for yourself. And then, you know, between 2016 and uh, Afterlife, um, yeah, it just got easier and easier. Like stuff was coming out all the time. So, And then it became more for you like shining a light on the stuff that you felt was not getting enough attention, just boosting the signal for all of the sort of made – like the bespoke handmade stuff. Yeah, I spent a couple of years kind of focusing on the crafty people in the community and the cool stuff they were making. And then, yeah. And then by that point, it was like, it's a lot of work and it's it's like there's so much stuff. And then it was getting to the point where it it felt like now I have – like I'm curating, right? There's so much stuff that if I'm picking a thing, it's like I'm calling it out special. And I'm like, well, that's not what I want to. Yeah, but But, I – Yeah, so so here's what we're going to do. We're going to – Yeah. In lieu of that – uh, right. You and I are going to spitball. We, we've chosen three things each yes. that we're going to talk about. And yes. we'll do that at the end of the episode. So we'll catch up on stuff. And then at the end, you and I will do our recommendations. When you are hearing this, honestly, you have seven shopping days left until Christmas. So, yeah. I mean, you better get going uh, if you're listening <laughs> to this and you still don't have gift ideas. But 
if this is for you, if you eh, you want to buy yourself a little something special, maybe you didn't yeah. get what you wanted under the tree. Maybe you got the, as David Spade called it, the lazy bag that his mom always gives him, <laughs> like the little bag with the gift card in it. I am not mad at gift cards. For the record, anybody listening to this, no. if you send me a gift card, like that is the best gift you can give me because I will use it. It doesn't matter where <laughs> it's to, I will use said gift card. But speaking speaking as somebody who's spent the last three months shoveling Ghostbuster stuff out of his basement, <laughs> giving me a gift card is a good way to go because yes. then I can be selective about what I buy as opposed to some people who are like, I'll just get you a Ghostbusters thing. And I was like, thank you. Which I, I get, like, it, at a certain point it becomes I that, I can't like, say no, because I know. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah. And maybe they, but, they um, find you some, some diamond in the rough. But anyway, so yeah, so we're going to catch up oh, on. Very rarely do they find a diamond in the rough. But anyways. No. Your, <laughs> your whole family is listening to this going like, come on, man. I thought so long and hard about that Ghostbuster sleeping bag I bought you. And then. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Except jokes on you. I have a Ghostbusters sleeping bag, and I'm trying to sell it. See, so that's it. That's that is the problem. Me. What do you buy a Chris Stewart who has everything? <laughs> that right there is the problem. I think I speak on all on you the behalf of your forward. friends and your family. You live a long, fruitful life, and then just before you pass away, you go to uh, Federal Express time travel shipping services, <laughs> put the the twenty seventy four Ghostbusters uh, uh, collectible guide into it, and send it back to me, so I can try and figure out what the heck some of this stuff I own is worth, because <laughs> some of it there's just nothing out there that I can compare it to. So I know, uh, I know. But um, all right, so it's tough being me having tons of toys. It how really do you is. solve a problem like Chris Stewart? How do you, you turn yeah. off his microphone and get on with the show. <laughs> Here we go. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. Multiplanar curly elimination. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Speeding. Three, two, one. I feel like it's such a it's a misnomer now. It's not really the news. We're not really launching into the news anymore because this is all <laughs> stuff you guys know. It's now you and I sort of shooting the shit about the stuff that has happened. Yeah, this has turned more into an editorial edop kind of show. I yeah, guess. which is which is fine. I mean, um, and I feel like we'll be a little bit more timely in 2024, which you and I, Chris, we're, yeah. we're going to go to our uh, Crossrip Summit that we usually do up uh, in Telluride in the mountains uh, every year. <laughs> <laughs> to, to discuss what we're going to do for the rest of the year. And, and when we do that for 2024, you guys are in for, for a treat. But what's a, what's that DC political one? Crosstalk or whatever. We're crossrip talk. Crossrip talk. Crossrip talk. Yeah. Where you and I just talk back and forth about, you know, you and I, it was always news, but it was always kind of you and I talking nonsense. So really, it's just fine. Like, yeah, it's totally It's the fine. same old, same old. All I think about is- Where do you want to start? Crossfire with Dana Carvey now. Dana Carvey's in my head, and remember his sketch. He'd be like, "Wrong, you wrong." <laughs> like, anyway, but so let, let's start with uh, Firehouse. I still call it Firehouse, but it is Frozen Empire for everybody that's yep. listening. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire coming in March. Uh, very exciting. Um, the ramp up is just now beginning. We're getting all of the the sort of the the. The teases into the teases of the teases for the marketing and the promotional uh, push yeah. for the film. And stuff starting to come out. Stuff starting to come out. And we know that they just finished doing their additional photography in Atlanta, um, yeah. which was a 
kind of under the radar, kind of not because everybody was broadcasting that they were in Atlanta and, and that's uh, beside the point. But so well, you tell me, was that a get it out of LA and it's slightly quieter? Cause I know all the Marvel stuff shot there and they were pretty under wraps too. I think it's, I think it's two things. I think right now, because the SAG strike has ended, um, Hollywood is just booked. There is a boom again. It's the, the log jam that was predicted has begun where studio space is at a premium. Everybody is claiming their spots so that they can build their sets and get ready for 2024. So I, I have a feeling that, um, when they were in, when Gil Kennan and Jason Reitman and the entire team on Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, when they were in the editorial room working on the cut and they were like, oh, file that away. We need to, we need to reshoot that or this changed and we need to uh, re reconfigure a little bit. All of those yeah. things that they started, they made a, 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 like a hit list basically of all the things that they needed to do. But they were being kind of held back because of the Writers Guild and the SAG strike and all the things that were happening. And they knew that as soon as the strikes lifted, they had to rush and get stuff done because, number one, everybody's really busy. Number two, they have a March release date for this film. And then number three, everybody else has other stuff going on. I mean, Paul Rudd, one of the busiest men in Hollywood. Carrie Coon, also super busy. Uh, McKenna Grace has become uh, a, a very hot commodity and, and needs to to have her schedule. As we saw, she was supposed to be at a Ohio convention, I want to say, that right. was preempted because of this filming. Like, she's got her, yeah. her schedules completely booked. But, but also Finn Wolfhard, who uh, the final season of Stranger Things is supposed to be filming right this second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I know that they, they were probably up against the wall against that. So, so yeah, so I, th- I think that they had, and as we saw, I think it was maybe like a four or five day shoot that they just really quickly got in, filmed, oh my goodness, who knows how much, but all the little yeah. specific things that they knew that they, they needed to get uh, in order to finish the film and 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 uh, amassed the personnel to do it. We know McKenna Grace was there. We know that a few other people were there. Um, so um, very quick, very strategic, very um, uh, like Atlanta, I think was probably like, where are we going to, where are we going to do this? Where is central to everybody? Some people yeah. are on the East coast. Some people are on the West coast. Some people are up in Canada at this point. What are we going to, like, it was a kind of central location and they have a great facility. Um, I, I mean that, that like where you were talking about the Marvel facility, like that studio is built specifically for these big movies like that. So is that, does Marvel have their own down there or is it just Pinewood? It's just Pinewood. Pinewood. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, uh, Oh God. Everybody in Atlanta is like Troy. The name of it is I want to say it's like Trias Trias something Studios, but it yeah it's 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 the big studio that's right outside of something Peaches. Everything's called Peaches down there. So so additional photography done, uh, working on the film, uh, rushing to the finish, doing visual effects and and editorial and music, and in the meantime, our our good friend Mr. Dan Aykroyd, Uncle Dan, uh, to some people. He's out there promoting his new show, uh, which is actually fantastic. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. Unbelievable. It's called on, on History Channel. Um, mm-hmm. And he's out there. And, of course, everybody starts talking about Ghostbusters. We've talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, Ghostbusters comes up. Even if you are tangentially r- related to Ghostbusters, it comes up on a- any interview you do. 
Um, so he was on the Fly on the Wall podcast, which we alluded to earlier with Dana Carvey and David Spade. Um, please go seek it out. It is very fun. Uh, uh, Ackroyd launches into Beldar at one point, and he hasn't. <laughs> if they did an animated version of Coneheads right now, like his voice is still ah, chef's kiss. It's perfect. Well, what I loved is he's like, oh, I have an idea for another one. And I'm like, you have an idea for another everything, Dan. <laughs> the <laughs> like, best part is he says, I have an idea for it. And he's like, but, but then he nobody goes, wants to see it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Well, actually, it was that. He's like, but no, he, that was his his dismissive one. The one right after was, oh, I have an idea for it. He's like, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy, <laughs> like yeah. I'm just too busy. And then he kind of joked it off as, nobody wants to see it. And it's like, actually, no, the funny part was, is now that you mention it, I'm remembering it now because I remember thinking at the time, because nobody wants to see it like a Hulu or a net or no, what he's a peacock peacock or, or hulu hulu like he was obviously dropping hints and then of Dana it, but Carvey's it was like i know the owner of hulu let me get him on the phone <laughs> oh god it's so good so yeah so it, it's a fun listen the entirety of the the podcast is it's a, a good lot one. of fun yeah um but it's a great podcast even when dan's not on it actually it was already on my list before oh, uh, this one got announced they get so. so many great like the chevy chase one they allude to like they talked to the chevy chase podcast which was really great they they just get because it's david spade and dana carvey they get a lot of really great guests and and they're just off the cuff like they're not yeah reading from the canned you know uh, publicist approved questions um you know. Yeah, they don't hype it too much, but the fly on the wall is supposed to uh, uh, refer to being at uh, 30 Rock and Saturday Night Live because everybody they bring on is somehow associated right. with the show at some point in its history, and they just pick their brains for insight into the show. So they call it fly on the wall, but really it should just be like SNL insider or something because that's 100% all it's about. Yeah, and 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 so and and Michael McKeon, I think we actually played a clip not too long ago, like where Michael McKeon said that he was up for the Lewis Tully role on on Fly on the Wall podcast. Yeah, that was on uh, Kevin Pollock's. Podcast. Oh, is it Kevin Pollock? Okay, about, yeah, ah, my bad. Um, yeah. He but, might have talked about it in the. In, I didn't listen to the Fly on the Wall with him, so maybe he did talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he's but. and Michael McKeon, like the, again, every, all the guests that they get are great. But anyway, so listen to the Dan Aykroyd one first, it's good, then it's go really through good. their back catalog. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, if you're just a Ghostbusters fan and you want to skip to the part that's just about Ghostbusters, uh, listen to like, they, they start, they, they tee Dan up and they want to talk about where the origins of Ghostbusters came from and they want to hear a story. And then they ask him, you know, there's so many iterations of Ghostbusters. Now there's cartoons, there's video games, all this stuff. What are you working on now? And Dan, for the for for every time Dan wants to be like oh we got all this great stuff planned he's very reserved and he's very mm-hmm. guarded because he knows that the SAG strike is happening so he says well you know we're working on this animated film um, and and some other stuff and uh, I, I think it was David Spade he's like but I looked on IMDb you were just in a Ghostbusters movie weren't you and Dan is like I don't know what the SAG strike I don't know what I can talk about and Dana Carvey says the sag strikes over dude what are you talking about and and it's just like like a snap yeah. dan turns it on and he's like oh we got this great movie ghostbusters frozen empire <laughs> so it's it's like i don't think they could have scripted it because it is just so wonderful that like dan yeah as soon as he knows that he's free to like talk about stuff he just launches it's a into really it. really so amazing good. dan Aykroyd interview yeah because uh 
earlier on, like Spade or or Kari, maybe one of them goes, you're into the paranormal, right? You're into UFOs, what it was. And I'm like, well, here we go. The show's gone because Dan's just going to, and rightly show he's got his his other show on. He could talk about it for hours. Great. He cut himself off. He talked yeah. a little bit about UFO and then went back to some, they were talking about other comedians and he went and talked to, like he, he, he pivoted back to talking about comedians and went, and I was like, oh my God, did Dan just walk away <laughs> from paranormal talk? I thought for sure. Cause Dana Carvey talks about, he has this house in Northern California that he swears one of the rooms is haunted in. It's got a poltergeist in it. And he says. yeah, he's, yeah. Th- he's got the white noise radio, uh, phenomenon and all of these like EVP things that he can, he can immediately point out. Um, and I thought Dan was going to like, just start into the, the, the paranormal cyclical re- research and, and he didn't. Um, but, uh, I mean, he did, he did some real Dan Aykroyd stuff. He name dropped a guy who wrote a bunch of books and stuff like that. And you're like, or how he first got into it or a d- time where he went, Oh, that like, it was so filled with names, uh, of, of strange societies and acronyms and writers. But yeah, weirdly enough, he just kind of yeah. went like, where in the past you were like, well, here we go for half an hour. No, it was like three minutes tops. And I, then he pivoted I, away and kept talking about other stuff. Dare I say, I got the <laughs> sense that Dan was in the room with Dana and David and just wanted to like riff. He just wanted to do bits. Like I, I, I got that yeah. sense from him, like, because he wanted to talk about, um, um, Oh my goodness! Which Jerry, Jerry Lewis, Lewis? Yeah, the Jerry Lewis uh, physical comedy. Like he he yeah. made a point to like go back and be like, I just re- recently watched that. Is it hold yeah. hold that? Um, what's what's the what's the uh, the line? I'm a Ghostbuster, so watch it, Mister. That's that's in hold. Oh, scared hold that, stiffs. Is that scared stiffs? Yeah, hold that ghost or whatever. That's I don't know which one you're there, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's scared stiffs. Yeah, uh, and it's got that great line, and it's like you, you heard of. Was it Trust Busters and Bronco Busters? Well, we're Ghostbusters. So watch it, Buster. So watch it, Buster. I put that on my gravestone. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he he mentioned that was the first use of the word Ghostbuster. Yeah, exactly. So, and and just a Um, great interview. So good. Um, Love talking. I think what it is is a lot of the time we're used to, he's talking to non-comedians. And they're talking subject stuff with him and he just gets lost in the subject where this time he's talking with, not only with two comedians, but two SNL comedians, both of whom he's worked with at some point. So he just seemed to want to sit around and talk comedy way yeah. more than he normally does. They were talking about movies. They were talking about the ones they were in. Spade was talking about being in, uh, Tommy, Tommy boy, no, boy. Yeah. Tommy boy. And, uh. And Coneheads. Oh, yeah. And Coneheads. Yeah, they talk about and the Michael with, McKe- and he had chicken pox, that whole story. And, ch- <laughs> and Dan's just laughing his ass off and he's talking about being on that movie. <laughs> like, and very self-effacing, he's like, you know, it does pretty well. It's a good family movie, but no, more, you know, people don't really know it. And they're all like, oh, go rent it. It's like three bucks. It's great. Everybody should see it. And it's just, no, it was a real good, of all the Dan Aykroyd interviews, yeah. this one was, was really nice. I this think was a good that, one. that stands out. He called Coneheads serviceable. And, and, and that yeah. really tickled Dan Carvey. Servi- like a serviceable a family serviceable comedy. serviceable family comedy, Dan. That's right on the poster, yeah. Um, but uh, for, for everybody that's Ghostbusters, I mean, again, we're, we're doing terrible justice to this podcast and how just mm. wonderful and delightful it is. Go listen to it. But go listen to it. Uh, but for, for those that are interested in the Ghostbusters subject matter of it, Dan does talk about Frozen Empire. He does talk about how uh, they 
have set up this film uh, to sort of kick off, uh, you know, future iterations of things. And he, he, it's a passing of the torch and he does kind of like uh, the news outlets, particularly Ghostbusters news have picked up on like Dan says that he thinks Ray is a bit resentful that the world is passing him by. And I think, I think everybody kind of takes this and, and puts uh, two and two together with, if with afterlife where he says Egon Spangler can rot in hell and they say like, Oh, well, we're going to get a bitter Ray stance in this movie. I don't quite think that's the case. I think what he's saying is that he's kind of, he's resentful that he can't strap on the proton pack and run out and do all of the stuff that the, the next generation is able to do which is something that Dan has always wanted to do with Ghostbusters since his that draft of Hellbent where he's yeah. like paralyzed on the left side and <laughs> they, can't... I, I can only imagine that in London they had to keep hiding eye patches off there. Like, <laughs> it, it'd be, he'd be like, I just had my eye patch that I'm going to wear in the movie. Where'd Dan, it go? And we like... have talked about the eye patch. We're not going to do the eye patch. Um, yeah, that was for those of you who don't know. So Dan always wanted to do like the old battle hardened Ray stance, who was like the veteran yeah. with the eye patch and the, the, the cane, uh, support Walker and stuff like that. But, um, it's, um, actually it's, it's a nice indication that this movie, it, it kind of harkens back to the first one in that Dan Aykroyd has all these big ideas. And then he's working with a group of creatives who kind of rein some of them in. So the themes are there. The tone is there. The idea of a, an older and worn out Ghostbuster will be, he gets to play with that. Pardon me. Hang on. Hey, how you doing? Oh, zoom tight. There oh, it was. Oh, boy. I'll leave that one in. That's a wake everybody up. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. This brought to you yeah. by Mucinex. Mucinex. <laughs> Loosen up the mucus. Yeah. <laughs> Is this animated booger make you want to buy our product? Mucinex. I hate their commercials. I really do. Yeah, they're really um, bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the themes that he l- wanted to play with are there, but the weird over-the-topness has been kind of yeah, filed uh, down. honed in. And he does talk about how he did that with Harold Ramis and, and figuring out, uh, you know, that that crafting process that happened of the original film. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's in the interview as well. But uh, so... <laughs> they sat him down and they said, Dan... We see what you're going at with the eye patch, but what do you say to the to the <laughs> to the corduroy collared denim jacket you wore <laughs> in the first movie? Will that do? And he's like, "Yes, please." It's it's it shows that you're having trouble letting go of the past, and it's very it's very yes. it's visual. Yeah, it helps. So, yes. uh, I'm dying to see how much they put into this thing because, like I said, it felt to me like so much was left behind on the last one that still needs to be caught up. And then we watched that last that teaser and it's like, I don't know where you're going to fit it all, but okay. We'll see and, where it goes. and still might be explored like in the, in the dark horse series and stuff like yeah, that too. So absolutely. get, get ready. So um, get that one. Um, boy, it's, now that we're looking, I'm looking at your rundown here. It's a very Dan heavy episode. Very Dan. I mean, cause, and again, I think because he's in that PR push for his yeah. history channel show, yeah, and and it is the first opportunity they've had to have an actor talk about these things, and and of course, Ghostbusters naturally always comes up. So there is the Newsweek article that right before yeah. this this fly on the wall podcast um, hit, 
um, that it was kind of like the soup du jour of uh, Dan quotes that everybody was pouring over and, and GB fans was really analyzing uh, as, as much as they could. Um, but so the Newsweek article talked about how um, it's going to be an emotional film. It's going to be a deep film. Uh, it's going to talk about loss and betrayal and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, our, 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 our good friend, uh, Paul from the cheap show podcast was really hung up on that. He's like, sounds like a barrel of laughs, like just sounds like so many yucks. Uh, but I, 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 I am also quick to point out that like Dan is focused on these things because he, he is of the older generation who wants things to have gravitas. He wants to make sure that there is some sort of uh, 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 of pathos behind all of the characters that are being portrayed. There will be jokes. There will be laughs in this movie. I think that is a given. And even Camille Nanjiani in his interview was like, it's scary, but it's funny. It's scary, but remember it's funny. Um, you know, for, for the same reason that Ghostbusters two, which everybody's like, Oh, there's dancing toasters and the statue of Liberty walks down the street and it's, it's ha ha. It's, it's uh, high concept comedy. It's also about the way that our negative emotions are affecting the environment around us. It's also about uh, uh, old flames reconnecting after they have been uh, separated and and uh, a marriage has happened and a baby has been had. And there are serious themes through these movies, but you kind of gloss over them because they're it's Ghostbusters. It's 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 a comedy. It's making a heart. It's making light of these situations. Well, he does say he does mention that it it what was it themes of loss, betrayal, and forgiveness. That suggests to me we're going to hear a bit more about him and Egon. Yeah, um, you have to, right? You have to. You can't. And the thing is, is I I can't. Like I said, the comic may get into it a bit more, but I can't imagine that you just walk away from the last movie and don't touch on it with this one, right? So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. I do like though that the new thing now is is like we got CGI, but we also did practice. It's like yes, yes, it's the new norm. We get it. And that is a really great segue into the next item that I really, really, really wanted to talk to you about. But I know that Gold you're star ca- for me. I know. I you're. I, the other thing too is I have a feeling because I know seeing your response on Twitter, you you're trying to avoid this a oh. little bit. <laughs> so well, I mean, here we can give people the normal one, which is there's a thing. And if you don't want to – actually, no. I, what I want to get into, and it, actually my follow-ups kind of went into it, is like in previous years uh, leading up to uh, Afterlife, there was a lot of back and forth on the idea of spoilers. Yeah. And it got sorted out pretty easy that if it was from an official source, it's not really a spoiler. They were prepared for it to, to go out. Something but they want us it, to know. Yeah. Like if it was coming from Sony and Ghost Core, then fair enough. But if it was like an Amazon toy listing or a set photo, no, that's a leak. That's a spoiler. And my mistake this time was I referred to it when I said, you know, if you don't want to see this, because my frustration, I got I got a little lost and mad at at, at Twitter X, Twixter, because Twixter. Um, I would say uh, I, I tried to post a link to the post by the official Ghostbusters account, but it would not leave the link it would automatically show the picture and the and the headline and all this uh, and it would give it all yeah. away so i so i said you know what i can't post this without giving away the spoiler but if you want to see it 
go to this account. And then afterwards, everybody's like, it's not a spoiler. It's from an official thing. I, I should have called it a surprise because what I realized in talking to people, what I was trying to preserve was, uh, and you and I will get into this. This is a, a, a theater standee. Theater standees don't end up in all the theaters. They end up in the big multi-screen cinemas. Uh, even then, sometimes they don't get them. So for me, I was like, well, it's quite possible, if nothing changes, that people go see this movie in three months and don't see this stand-up, and that's a surprise. It's not a big, it's kind of a spoiler surprise. I mean, Ghost Core is cool with it because it's in the, well, Sony's cool with it because it's in the advertising. But yeah. It's a surprise. So, and I clarified later, I was like, what's, what my position is, and it's, and I even said, right, I was like, I don't know how you're going to make it to March without this, you running into this, because my, my assumption is it's going to show up in a lot of other official places. But on the off chance that it doesn't show up in the, the final poster and the off chance that it doesn't sh uh, show up in the final trailer, uh, yeah, for the time being, I didn't want to mention it because there's yeah. still a lot of people that could make it to the theater and not know about it. So, I mean, we can talk about it here. I obviously saw it, so I can't avoid it anymore. And, and uh, if yeah, you want. I, I think like there, there is a certain mindset where if you want to go into this movie completely blind, I'm hoping yeah. I, I, as much as we appreciate your support and listening to this podcast, you shouldn't be listening to the podcast no. either. Like you should just completely go dark, throw on, on the blinders everywhere you can, uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's, it's unavoidable. But, um, but yeah, so, so you're right. Like spo spoiler alert, surprise alert, but I have a feeling given what this is, it will be very heavily <laughs> in the marketing. So if, if you're really concerned about this, avoid the rest of the marketing from this point until March. But, um, yeah. So the, the, the standee, it is a, a huge, beautiful standee of the firehouse yeah. um, uh -huh. and is lenticular. So then yep. it, it kicks it up another notch because I am a sucker for lenticular stuff. I have my <laughs> ET anniversary poster that I adore because it's lenticular. Um, I like it because it says we spent lots of money on this. It's yeah. lenticular, especially like big multi – like couple of feet by a couple of feet lenticular that's not cheap yeah this <laughs> like, is this is a huge you know picture of those those giant size like they did one for ninja turtles mutant mayhem that was like about mm -hmm. the same size it's this giant uh thing that's going to take up a whole wall in your multiplex um but it features the doors of the firehouse the ectomobile kind of silhouetted with a little bit of cool you know uh spooky fog and yep. then around the ectomobile you have all these different sort of peppered um, uh, teases. Um, it's not the actors. It's not any of the faces nope. that you would recognize except for one. Uh, and so it's it's a, a silhouette of the big bad, the creature that we see in the, yeah. the teaser trailer. Uh, very cool and mysterious. There's a new sort of like serpent-like, dragon-like uh, ghost that's off to the side. Uh, yep. There are mini puffs for those people that were wondering if the mini puffs would make an appearance. I, I think it's safe to assume based upon this. If yep. not, they will be part of the marketing. Um, and then this is your last chance. If you're trying to avoid it, turn us off. Go listen to <laughs> Fly on the Wall. Uh, Slimer is on the top right corner of this lenticular uh, uh, standee. Yeah. And – Okay, Ghostbusters is returning to New York City. Jason Reitman made a very huge point of saying there's no Slimer in Afterlife because Slimer lives in New York City and we're going back to New York City. So I, yeah. I, 
I safely assumed we would see Slimer some way, somehow. The fact that he is front and center in the marketing, that's just, it's evocative of the original films. You know that this this is a, a character that you um, you identify with. So people that are yeah. going and they see Ghostbusters, and they see Slimer, they go, oh, it's a new Ghostbusters movie. It, it immediately clicks for them. Um, I don't know, Chris, what clicked for you, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's Onion Head. That is the 84 yeah. Steve Johnson. Oh, it's, it's 100% him. Yeah. And the first thing that came to my mind is that Troy, there totally is a containment unit breach. That's how we get to see Slimer. I don't care what Troy says about the green light. I still disagree. <laughs> but. Podcast bet. Podcast bet. Podcast bet. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's 100% old school Slimer. Uh, it's not a revamp. It's not uh, riffing off of any of the umpteen d- different iterations in cartoons and, and film. Yeah, it's back to that original onion head. It's uh, the, the narrow forehead with the, yep. the huge unibrow and the recessed eyes and the teeth and the tongue, uh, it, the arms, like everything. It's that yeah. that reads as original 84 onion head before the 89 Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> and the. You know, so many different iterations. It it takes it back to what uh, Dapper Dan Shoning was doing in the comic, which was to take uh, Slimer back to being kind of, you know, a feral creature, right? Yeah. Non-vocal, not really any intelligence, just operating on instinct and, and rage, and, weird and, rage. And wants but, to just consume. Like, ah, yeah. whatever's around me, like, what can I eat? Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So uh, get ready for a throwaway line from Dan Aykroyd about, <laughs> you know, he wasn't always like that, but, <laughs> or something, I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah. He drove so, a bus. I don't know. He, he drove went a through bus. a phase. He had a, he went through he a, had a hat. Yeah. He ended up on a lot of glasses that <laughs> some guy in Vancouver owns. Um, I, uh, um, yeah. So you can see why I was like, this is a surprise. Like, yeah. If it had come out any other way, it would have been a spoiler. They're putting it in on official stuff, so obviously they're okay with putting it out there. So it's not a spoiler, but I'm kind of like, it is 99% certain, actually 95% certain that it's going to pop up on something more prevalent, like a, the new the final trailer, or you're going to walk into the theater and look at the final poster, and he's going to be on it, even if they don't have the standee. But I'm like, for, for, for the next... You know, they're not going to do anything over Christmas. So let's just say for the next four weeks, I am happy to call it a surprise that I will just, I will not go to my way to talk to people about, because there's no benefit to me to telling people about it. I know there's a big rush to get excited about amongst fans, but yeah. for people who aren't totally in deep on it, I'm like, mum's the word. Or for kids, right, who are maybe only vaguely aware of him or whatever. It's just like, nope, I'm just, mm-mm. I'm going to hold my tongue. So I think even once we get into like merchandise, it's going to be unavoidable. Like it's going to be unavoidable. And maybe that's why he's front and center on yeah. that standee is because there's going to be toys, uh, t-shirts, going to like, be new merch. Yeah. 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 It, you know, for the same reason that you want to have mini puffs and, and things that are, are, are recognizable, you know, Slimer will be there. But, uh, so but like I said, or maybe I'm just a bit of a contrarian. Yeah. Let's, Maybe I like to subconsciously troll the Michigan Ghostbusters who always get slightly riled every time I insist on not talking about something. Oh, I love those guys. Uh, but yeah, it was to say they were one of the first ones to go, not a spoiler, official. I'm like, you're right. Actually, what I should have said was surprise. 
Surprise. Yeah. Fear Spoiler and surprise. surprise. And, and again, that's, that's sort of like, that goes back to afterlife where Jason Reitman said, we want you to, we want to slowly unwrap this gift for you so that you experience yeah. it in the way that we want you to experience it, which yeah. was so difficult for them with COVID and 2020 and the movie being delayed and things like that. So same thing, this particular film has been delayed for other reasons now. I think that they're, you know, they're still very deliberate in what they want you to know and when they want you to know it. Uh, it may just be on a, a slightly different schedule. I'm very surprised that we're not already awash in accidental leaks because you'd think now that we're three months, is it more closer to four, I guess, a little over three months away from this movie. Nothing. Still haven't seen an Amazon leak, like an accidental Amazon listing for something that people yeah. have gone nuts over. None of that. Um, boy, the worst we saw is um, somebody got a couple of uh, the reshoot uh, signage. That was it. <laughs> That's not really a spoiler. Uh, I mean, really, the biggest spoiler we got going on right now is the S-Have Some crew going to London. So oh, yeah. even that's, that was technically officially organized. And, so and, yeah, and <laughs> they're not going to be divulging anything that we're not supposed to see either. So, right, exactly. Uh, so, which, but also, I do want to mention How did we because, make it this close? Because, yeah. well, the thing is, it feels like the last movie, we were a year plus out, and it felt like we had seen so much about, you know, about the movie already, you know, because everything got delayed and it's just, uh, well, they did the the clip of the mini puffs so that you would know what the mini puffs were because I think that yeah. again the the merchandising and everything was was starting on on that front. But um, but yeah, right. I'll be curious to see. Especially yeah, we're here as you listen to this. We've got two weeks left in December. We're heading into January, and then I bet that's when the big push really starts is like January, February because March. Yeah. Like before we know it, we're going to ring in the new year and then it's going to be like everything front and center, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. Like they're just really going to just push, 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 push. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the advanced ticket sales will start in January because that's only going to be a couple of months out from like they're, you know what I mean? Like they open those, buy your tickets now, two months yeah. out. It's going to happen so quick. Get ready. It's going to be get fun. I'm so excited. People get ready. Uh, but but really quick, going back to our Yes Have Some friends, they yeah. announced they're going to be doing this Frozen Fridays uh, <laughs> thing because they got to go to the, the set in the UK uh, and film some fun stuff uh, that they're going to be slowly uh, rolling out before the film's release. And uh, if you're not already following Yes Have Some, you got to go, uh, especially on their yeah. YouTube. I think they're going to be doing you? like, just subscribe, just do it. You Click should. It. They're fun people. They're in a fun place. Like you owe it to yourself. Just do that. Like and um, subscribe. Like and subscribe to them, not us. No. <laughs> Forget us. Uh, so, what? Uh, Hasbro. Do you want to talk about Hasbro? There's two things I want to talk to you before we get into our gift thing, and I want to make sure we have time for gifts here. And it's let's let's do in. let's do let's do the quickly do the. Good. We got good news. We got bad news. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, Good, good news. Let's start with good okay, news. Okay, let's do the good news. Good news with Hasbro. Because actually, given that it has to do with uh, crowdfunding for fandom stuff and our history as a fandom has been spotty when it comes to the crowdfunding. It really this one, rolls. This, yeah. one, uh, this one knocked it out of the park. Yeah, so Hasbro uh, pulsed the HasLab uh, crowdfunding that we talked about in our last episode where they were doing the two in the box where you could get the uh, PKE meter and the ghost trap 
obviously it was fun. It was funded when we were recording at that point. It was like yeah. it had opened and, and four days later it was already it was funded. All, it was all about the stretch goals. At the that stretch point. goals. And it has hit all of the stretch goals beyond the 20,000 backers that it needed uh, it, it at got, December. It got, and it got so high by the time it closed, it invented a new stretch goal out of thin air. Is that a new, like, I don't remember <laughs> that being a thing of crowdfunding, which is, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Uh, uh, no, I have, I haven't seen it in a lot of stuff, but let's put it this way. They went with, for lack of a better term, uh, it, it, like inexpensive stretch goal stuff. Like none of the items were super, uh, like early on the, 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 the carrying case and all that were kind of substantial, yeah. but by the, by the end it was like more patches and stuff. Right. And that's what the last, the invented one was too. Um, uh, you, I mean, if you want to. You tell them what it is. I, it's it, it's another patch, and then there is yeah, it. And so, then there's... so there was uh, at the very end after they after everything closed and everybody's credit cards were charged. That's when they revealed we're going to be giving you an extra stretch goal that you didn't know about. Yeah. You're going to be getting a key card, like a little key fob for uh, Zetamore Industries uh, that. Uh, looks like the, the the props are that are in the film. So you're going to be getting one of the lanyard badges that uh, yeah. all of these these characters are wearing to get into to Zetamore Industries. I have a theory about why they did this last stretch goal, but uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I so maybe we need to take a step back and then we can talk about your theory. So one of the sure. stretch goals that was revealed was there was a a, a mystery patch that ended up being uh, unlocked. That's uh, yep. like a a a cog version of the no ghost logo, like that sort of the the spokes of of a wheel, um, yeah. You know, the, the very industrial looking uh, uh, version of Moogly, um, which we kind of see in the teaser trailer. Uh, all of the Zapruder film uh, analysts on GB fans caught it before everybody else, obviously. Yep. Um, but you kind of catch it on somebody's jacket in in the. Uh, the teaser trailer. And as we learned in Adam Savage's ongoing series, shout out to him in addition to yes, have some, because he is continuing what he did for afterlife with his set visits and prop uh, dissections and things like that. Um, He got a, a, a Hasbro person who was there talking to him about the two in the box set. And they showed this patch and, and they revealed to us that this is the ghostbusters engineering division logo. Mm -hmm which yeah. is a, a new offshoot of Ghostbusters that we have never seen before, uh, that they've been charged with creating new technology, obviously, uh, for, for the paranormal investigation yeah. and elimination. Um, and this, to me, speaks to the uh, Zetamore uh, cash coin uh, influence on things here. Maybe there's a little more research and development this time. It's not just Egon and Ray tinkering in a lab. Yeah. It also, I think, goes to our discussion about what James A. Caster's role is in the, in the, in right. the Ghostbusters. It sounds a lot like, uh, yeah, Winston's been, you know, there's people that go bus ghost, but rather than, yeah, Ray and Egon tinkering on stuff, there's now a dedicated team. And we saw that in the video games, right? Where they invented a couple of characters to be, you know, the technical people on the, in the Ghostbusters game and stuff like that. Like there's this idea that, yeah, it's not just a couple of guys slapping the basic gear together. Now there's a team that puts together all sorts of new equipment. And, yeah. um, 
at, that's fun for the movies and terrible for the role-playing game. But anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's a different mechanic we can get into later. But yeah. Bah. So, so but, but good on. So if you if you backed the, the two-in-the-box yep. HasLab, uh, you will be receiving that. Your credit card has been charged as you listen to this. Um, and yep. now we will be getting updates as to when we will be getting it. I think at some point, I think they said Q3 of 2024 yeah i think i think that's what they said and that sounds about right that's a that's a little under a year out yeah uh, and assuming like they're showing us pictures of stuff they've obviously gone through some development prototyping so now it's just production shipping logistics you know uh like as in from the manufacturing and then you know fulfillment to uh the fans that that's you can do that inside of you know yeah. three quarters or four fifths of a year. So and, and that makes they're, sense. They're smaller items than the the pack itself was and, and things like that. Yeah. So, um, so uh, and uh, for those of you, I did see a couple of people. I think it was on Reddit that were they were saying, "I didn't back it, now I want it. How much can I expect to spend?" And the answer is, we don't know. Stay tuned. We don't know. Good luck. Um, um, good luck. Now you want to uh, hear my theory about the why they did it? Oh yes, yes. What, Let's go back the, to your theories to why the key card and all of that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a mechanism to pick up uh, the stragglers. So every time you do a crowdfunding campaign, you have to say, "I would like that, please." Here's my credit card. And especially this year, over any other year, I think a lot of people's credit cards might be tight uh, and stuff like that. So every time a crowdfunding happens, uh, there's always like a five percent or I forget the number, but there's always a percentage of people that they're like, "We tried to bill your card, it didn't work." I've done a couple of crowdfundings myself, and that's why I was trying to remember the number because they said that's a typical number uh, when we did it too. Um, so they come to you and say, we tried to charge your card. We couldn't put it through. Could you please update your information by X amount of time so we can you know, fulfill your commitment to us and you make sure you get your stuff? Otherwise, we got to drop you sort of thing. And I think in this case, what it came down to is there's always – of that percentage, a bunch of people see it as a, you know what? I don't I'm, want I'm it. Out. Yeah, I'm out. This is actually yeah. a good way for me to back out. And I think this was a little, are you sure? <laughs> As Because what did they reveal? A, they revealed the one that they couldn't show earlier anyways because the teaser had to come out first. Yeah. And then when they do reveal it, it comes hand in hand with this information disseminated by, you know, Adam Savage. So everybody hears it, that it's it's related to this canon thing in the movie. The other patches were kind of funny Jokey joke patches. This is an in canon patch, and same with the 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 Zetamore Industries uh, uh, badges too, like the lanyards. This is related to something in the. So I think those two were revealed at the last going. The other stuff's cool. This is super cool. Are you sure you don't want to transfer some money to your card uh, there, sport? So don't cancel. Yeah, don't. So cancel. that's my that's my theory. Is, is yeah. that it was just a really inexpensive way for them to retain that to claw back three percent of the five percent they lost or whatever. Well, no, sure, three percent of the five percent is not what I'm trying to. You know what I'm trying to well, say? Yeah, yeah. five percent, so that you're. By the end, they've only lost two percent. Is, is lessened. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's late, and I'm on beer. So I know. You. Yeah, it's late too, and that's why that's why I'm trying to get us to our, our gift thing. So, so gift we don't need to thing. dwell on it. Yeah. Uh, Hasbro did also announce that they're cutting some jobs and they're shutting down yeah. one of their Rhode Island headquarters and moving everybody to the Pawtucket, like the main headquarters that's out in Rhode Island. Not going to impact the the Haslab stuff. It's I mean we don't know what it'll impact. 
across the board because Hasbro does so many different so things. So much. I've seen like their comic book division, like their their publishing, um, because they 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 do dip their toes into so many different waters. Um, and uh, having been fortunate enough to go to the the Hasbro headquarters that's in Pawtucket, they also have like sound stages where they employ camera people to be shooting commercials and yeah. tests of things, and so they are a huge operation. Um, and it's, it's a horrible thing to happen over the holidays, but, um, I know the toy toy industry as a whole is, is really taking a hit, uh, at the moment. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, speaking as somebody who works in the video game industry, a lot of industries are taking a hit right now. Yeah. It's, um, it's rough. It's rough we'll we'll see there. where it, we'll see where it ends up. Um, but yeah, that was that was the bad news to the good news. Bad news um, to the good news, and 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 as of now, is not affecting anything for the rollout of the Ghostbusters uh, merchandise that should be no. happening uh, around the film. But um, but also just a, a terrible thing to happen around the holidays. So uh, it's man, you want to you want to do the gifts thing, and like I'm looking at you still got two more items, and I can think of at least a third one that you didn't put down here. Oh, man, we we are gonna. 2024 is going to be busy. <laughs> it's going to be really busy. And I, I want to, uh, so let's just, let's just hit the couple of items really quick so we can get into our gift thing. So yep. under 60 seconds, go 60 seconds. So Wonderverse in Oak Brook outside of Chicago. Very cool. It is a pop-up that's happening with the VR Academy that we've talked about on the show before. Um, I want to experience this because they also have a speakeasy called the ghost trap. That is very, de- it's, it's very fancy. It looks very yeah. cool and cozy, but at the same time has a bunch of Easter eggs for Ghostbusters in it. Um, so uh, very cool. It, it is now just in previews, so there's not much we can really talk about there anyway. Nope. Uh, but I, I hope that it expands. I hope that because of the model that they're building, I hope that it will uh, venture into other territories and we'll be able to experience that. Um, and then what was the other one you had? What was the other item that's not on the, the rundown? A video game updates. Uh, there's both games got a bunch of updates. Uh, Spirits Unleashed is, uh, uh, more, um, after the big update they just did, this is more cosmetic stuff there, but that's par for course for them. Yeah. Releasing cool stuff all the time. Christmas stuff. Was it ugly Christmas sweaters? Christmas sweaters. Yeah. They, (laughs) and they did another patch, but they've been really great about doing their development updates and like the, they they do, they do the Mary Poppins updates is what we used to call it. A spoonful of sugar, right? You'd Uh. you'd fix stuff, but you'd drop some cool stuff as well. Uh, and then the other one was that the, uh, uh, ghost Lords, uh, VR is also getting uh, some new game. A it's huge already had a, one. Like yeah, they've got a, oh, yeah. a tiered rollout that they just announced yeah. uh, this past week. Yeah, uh, I don't have the VR, nor do you. I don't think so. We can't really speak not. to it. But no. uh, you know, uh, check it out if you're if you got yourself the any of those VR systems in the home. Because uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I will say flat out, I was kind of like hands off about this because partially because I can't review it. I don't have the gear for it, but, uh, uh, I'll leave that to Jason. And partly because the last time they went VR with us, like in Ghostbusters land, it augured into the ground, like, you know, like a Saturn rocket that lost its engine. Like it would just, it just crashed. But this one, uh, they're sticking to their rollout plan. They're adding new stuff all the time. It's, uh, yeah, I'm excited, genuinely excited to see where this thing continues to go in the new year. So yeah. That's it. That's so all I if have. anybody wants to buy me a, a headset, you're more than yeah, welcome to so send me one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll do for each one of us on the top of our <laughs> wish list is like, I would like a VR system, please. Dear Santa. Dear yeah. Santa. 
Well, how, how do you want to do this, Chris? Do you just want to rattle? Do you want to do your three and then I'll do my three? Is I think that's probably the best way to just I, like. I want us to cue Christmas music and then go. Uh, that's okay. what I want. You want to be all festive about it. All yeah. right. Hold on. What, let me see what I got here. Um, all right. Yes. All right. This is the one. <laughs> all right. All right. So but now we got the crew. Oh, we're we're oh, feeling festive. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, December blew past on me. Like I looked up and I went, oh my God, like Christmas is almost here and gone. I haven't, I, so I'm maximizing my festiveness. I need the music. I need, I need jingle bells. Uh, you're wearing, I wish everybody could see the sweater that you're wearing right now. It's, it's very festive and egregious at the same time. I put on my gray Santa beard. Oh my God, that's my real beard. Um, (laughs) Mariah Carey is not as grating as she is in other years. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you want to do it? Like, uh, uh, let's let's just let's do our three each. I think so. So what? As opposed we're, yeah, to going let's do back and each. forth, let's just do three what, each, and then yeah. What, what 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 did what was the basis by which you picked your three? So I picked my three number one based upon uh, your old adage of whoa, that's weird. Zoom shows <laughs> a thumbs up when you give a thumbs up. That's crazy. That's neither here nor there. You and I record over Zoom, and I just gave a thumbs up, and and this little speech bubble came out of me. That's I will never I do that again. <laughs> anyway, um, I did things off of of a couple of criteria. I wanted to uh, harken back to spotlighting things that maybe people don't right. know about. Okay. Um, and then also things that I would like to receive, if that makes sense. Like if yes. if you were okay, giving so you me would, a yeah. gift, that's what I would like to receive. You and I are kind of on the same page then, I think. Okay. I really do think. Okay, cool. I'm trying to do this. That? There it goes. There yes, it is. I did the thumbs up thing. It, this is unexciting for everybody. I have no idea. I can't make the bubble work. <laughs> you made the bubble. You made the thumbs up bubble work. Zoom, you're killing me. Anyway. This, so. is where, this is where we find out later that it's not Zoom at all. It's happening there with you in real life. This is what happens when you <laughs> drink the Don't Cross the Streams IPA. You just see those things. Um, anyway, <laughs> will you, I'll let you start. Hit, hit me with your three, okay. or do you want me to start? I, I'll, no, I, I can give start. You I can okay. start. Uh, how do I want to order these? Okay, so I'll start with the more mundane. And actually, so these were kind of underrepresented, I think. Maybe not to everybody listening, because, I mean, anybody who listens to this probably is fairly well abreast of all the cool Ghostbusters stuff out there, either through social media or Jason posting it on Ghostbusters News, what have you. Um, but I kind of tried to pick a few things that are – Still out there, I and in retrospect, and for me actually, at least two of them, maybe the third as well, were things that I was kind of just bleh, dismissive of when it first came out. And as time's gone on, I've started to like kind of uh, maybe. So for me, I'm like I definitely miss uh, represent like underrepresented them to myself. So on that basis, I'm gonna just assume that maybe it was the same for everybody else. And B, I'm kind of would be kind of cool with them as presents. So the first one, um was the uh, the afterlife clue. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's uh, well, here's the thing. It's a board game by, is it another Hasbro? It's, yeah, it's Hasbro, it's Milton Hasbro Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. yeah, Milton Bradley. Um, it's still being produced. It's still out there. Or maybe it's not being produced, but the stock is still out there and being sold new in stores. Like, it's very easy to find on Amazon. You can even get it shipped to you, like, uh, uh, by prime shipping, which is another indicator that they have more than enough. Um, but yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I was kind of like, ah, that actually, 
I kind of would prefer owning that over the Ghostbusters Monopoly that I have, honestly. And I, I kind of, and I think Ghostbusters Monopoly, because I'm not a Monopoly guy, kind of put me down on other hmm, uh, rebranded classic games with Ghostbusters on it. And yeah. so that that's my one. That's my first one. Is it's a good one. I think I would like to try to get a copy of that. Uh, most other also because as I thought about it, I was like, well. It's not going to be about people murdering one another. So they may have, they've obviously had to tweak the rules so that it's the clue investigative uh, system, but it's got more to do with tracking ghosts or something. Is it tracking Egon around the fire hall or the the old, the old farmhouse? Like what the hell is it? Like, so it's I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. So that's, that was the first one, right? Okay. I, I was like, I think I'd go with that. And you can play it on Christmas day. Board games are great to crack open and play with people. And, and you don't need so a like, knowledge of Ghostbusters, a heavy no, knowledge of Ghostbusters to, to enjoy no. it. Yeah. So that was, that was the one I was like, I think we, I think we all kind of were too quiet on, uh, Ghostbusters afterlife clue. So that was my one. First one. Good one. I like it. Go. What's yours? Uh, my first one was, uh, the prints that John Yerkeba has done for Ghostbusters frozen Ooh. empire. Because that's, they, that's a good pick. He he just knocked this like a uh, 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 keyframe uh, poster art out of the park. I know it caught the yeah. eye of Kumail and 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 McKenna Grace and a few other people. Um, and like I I just I I love the crap out of John Yerkeba and I want mm. to see that guy succeed in anything and everything he does. I'm and that bad, print is yeah. a good one. Yeah. I'm a bad friend. I'm going to pretend that was my number two, and because you said it, I had to pick another one. So uh, everybody, okay. just, yeah, it was, oh, it was sorry, so that should have been mine. Yeah, uh, no, that was that's actually a really excellent. Can you still get them? Like, is he? As still, far as I know, I need to double check, but he did have them up on his his uh, shop uh, as of if he's, a couple days yeah, ago. If he, yeah. Okay, if he's not currently offering them. Uh, it's as they call it a good problem to have if a bunch of people show up bringing his. Uh, Yes. You know, web doorbell going, more please. More um, please. So. Do another yeah. run, yeah. that That's a real good pick. Uh, what you what pick. you got for your, your second pick of the My day? second one, uh, uh, a classic. Mostly because I ended up down a rabbit hole. Uh, socks. I'm I started not mad counting, at socks for Christmas. Uh, like, I'm of the age now where I'm like, oh, yeah, socks would be pretty good. And as I get older and I, I get more picky about where I fly the Ghostbusters flag on my t-shirts and stuff like that, or I'm not wearing a t-shirt, I'm wearing a button-up shirt so I can't wear, you know, a Ghostbusters t-shirt, uh, Ghostbusters socks appeal to me more and more and more. Uh, so I went down a rabbit hole and I lost count at about 31 pairs of socks I found online. Oh. Now, I think conservatively half of those are no longer available or incredibly hard to find. Uh, and I think of that half, half of them were probably unofficial. I don't think they were officially licensed, but eh, you know, who's going to be picky, but right now, uh, Walmart, Amazon, uh, what do they call them? Odd some, is it odd socks? I think there's a company called odd, odd socks, socks that has yeah. the license. You can eat there. Walmart has a pack of six Ghostbusters socks that you can buy on their website. Like it's just, so if you're looking for stocking stuffers, uh, everybody needs socks. Kids yeah. maybe are still kind of, oh, want socks. That's because kids are dumb and one day they will wish they had more socks. Or <laughs> was toys. And then, yeah, you need those socks. Like you need those socks. Uh, yeah. So I kind of went, I laughed cause I was like, that is ridiculously, uh, uncool. And then I went. 
of all but the times kinda, I joked about cool. getting tube socks. Yeah, that's yeah. So but socks are uh, so much cooler now too. Like socks in the eighties yeah. and the nineties, they were just cheesy. It was you would get the athletic socks and you'd be like, oh, thank you. Yeah, they all were right, boring great. socks. Well, the funny part is one of the socks is the athletic sock with the stripes. It just also happens to have the Ghostbusters logo on it as well. Uh, repeating Ghostbusters logo uh, print, repeating Slimer, repeating Stay Puffed. Uh, you name it. So that was my number two pick. Socks. I love it. Socks. Everybody needs them. Practical, inexpensive. Clue socks. Clue socks. Done. John Yerkeba. I replaced uh, John Yerkeba with socks because you picked it and stole it from me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you could never replace John Yerkeba with socks. That's I, I have true. to because you picked them already. All right, fine. And I'm. Right. N- it's not that because I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> yes, exactly. John, don't don't pay any attention to that. Uh, my second pick, I had a tie uh, because it was Ooh. tough. It was tough to figure out. I wanted to do a book. And I thought, well, uh, 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 Ghostbusters okay. Daughter, great choice. Uh, yeah. History of Ghosts, also a great choice. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just I copped out. And so it's it's like a three-way tie. Um, if you are having trouble purchasing something for somebody, again, a great stocking stuffer. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's History of Ghosts um, is a fun read, a really crazy read when you hear about all of the, the, the Samuel Aykroyd exploits. Um, so that's also readily available on yep. Amazon prime. You can get that pretty quickly. Um, Violet Ramis steals Ghostbusters daughter, which we, uh, chronicled very heavily and, and in depth here on the podcast is a very fun read and every fan has to read it. Um, yep. uh, even if you're not a fan of Ghostbusters, if you're a fan of comedy, if you're a fan of family and your father, and it's just, it's just a wonderful story. Um, there's that one. Um, and then the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife art and making of the book, which didn't get a whole lot of attention when it came out. No, um, yeah. And Ozzy, uh, he he, it, it was. I know it was a tough uh, Herculean uh, uh, task for him to chronicle the making of this film because there was so much to do and so little time. Um, yeah. And there's great artwork and great behind the scenes anecdotes. It's a really good book. It's, it's really, really good. good and and there are things there are things that are missing in there. And I think it, it, they are just things that they wanted to hold back uh, from people knowing, and also maybe things that happened before the book was done. And uh, those those books are always very difficult. So I feel for him. But yeah. um, but the, that that book is a must own for any Ghostbusters fan. It's right up there with making Ghostbusters and. And and the visual history books. So um, that was that books was the three time. Books are a good pick. I almost was going to promote uh, a convenient parallel dimension again too, uh, just because it's still out there and it's still just kind of an amazing uh, compilation of information about the the movie and all that. Um, yeah, but but at the same time, I stopped and I went. Books are the easiest thing for people to find. It's good that you recommended some, but I, uh, like I said, I I myself went. There's just too many. You can go find whatever books you, you There's want. There's also um, the rumor that if you go to an Ollie's store near you, uh, the Ghostbusters Ectomobile Owner's Workshop Manual is like <laughs> five bucks there. Oh wow. I, and and your your humble podcast host never sees a dime from any of the sales. So like so if you can get it for em. five bucks, go get it for five bucks, you guys. Please. 
Go grab this before they issue version two in two Vers- years. Oh, that's hey, that's Where a they, great idea. Yeah, I'm stealing it's gotta that. be updated. New gear it has it has to be updated. New gear, new car. Any, did, would anybody buy it a second time out there? I absolutely, I would. All right, well, let, let me know, and then maybe I can take that data and I can go back to be like, <laughs> people will buy it a second people time. Will buy, that's right. Yeah, so take to social media uh, and let uh, <laughs> let the CrossRip podcast uh, let us know. account know. Let us know. Yeah. Um, I had a a bunch of honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Well, wait. You didn't do your third. No. Like I said, I, the, before I do my third, I okay. was going to okay. dismiss some of the, yeah, some of the runners uh, up. Okay. Yeah. Ripple Junction has those hoodies. Oh, right. And they, yeah, those are good. I Well, yeah, they're good, except I hate the printed on Proton Pack on the back. Like if it had just been the 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 khaki with the the pockets oh, and the I didn't name realize, badge, I didn't and realize all that. it had the the proton. Yeah, pack on they the printed back. the pro. I hate uh, that. That's, yeah. But again, I, I can't recommend it because I hate that and I can't. I wouldn't wear it and I don't like it. As, but for other people, it might be completely fine. So, um, what else is there? I found it's unofficial, so I didn't want to put it on there. But if you go on Amazon, somebody's got like a fifty sticker pack of completely unofficial illegal Ghostbuster stickers. <laughs> I think I've, seven, I've seen that one, and it has seven like a couple bucks, of the fan logos, like the fan yeah, group logos and stuff on seven it. Seven bucks, yeah. 50, 50. So this is why I couldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, uh, no, that was the Hasbro Ectoplasm Ghost Gushers, because I, I, I realized I don't have the Slimer or the Stay Puff for my collection, so I need to find uh, that. I saw, speaking of unofficial stuff, I saw Chad of Ghostbusters.net was doing his like gift recommendations, and he yeah. pointed people toward... A $40 autographed poster of Ghostbusters 2. And a lot of people were like, are those autographs real? I'm like, no. For $40 on Amazon, that is a printed is. version of. Yeah. And I, buyer beware. I don't even know if it will be print. It might just be like an inkjet version. <laughs> if you run into, as as the proud owner of a, a, a inkjet photo paper copy of the Ghostbusters signed by the guys. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if you see it on eBay, if you see it anywhere, you know, take the link and go to Facebook, go to the containment unit. No, they changed their name. What are they calling themselves now? Uh, Ghostbusters Autographs, I think they're Something called. Something like that. Something like that, Well, search yeah. for a containment unit, you know, autographs. Or You'll find them. Run it by those guys. Ask them. Because like, they'll know what the signatures should look like. They'll they'll give you some feedback on what to avoid and all that. Uh, that said, 40 bucks is not bad just for the poster. So if you kind of like the idea of the poster and it's got the name on it, go for it. If right? it's like, a good quality, I, yeah. Buyer yeah. beware. Just Buyer be beware. Ca- be careful. Um, I was kind of mad because those E-Kids Bluetooth headphones, like speaking of things, I was like, that's for kids. So then a year went by and I went, I kind of want <laughs> But they're only on Amazon.com. I can't seem to find uh, them in yeah. Canada. But um, the, my number one pick was, okay, so A, if you type in numbskulls on Amazon, numbskulls ma- has made like I can't keep track of the stuff numbskull- numbskulls has made. They, they did the the light up um, Ghostbusters sign. The that sign. Was yeah. uh, what do they call it? The game locker. Yeah. So the, if you if if you want to turn your game system into like full on Ghostbusters, you know, for your Spirits Unleashed and the 2009 video game or whatever, they have a locker that you can hang your controllers, charge them up on, and your headphones and all that, like tons of stuff. Uh, not to be confused with the duck guys. I don't think they're the guys that make the ducks, are they? No, no. That's uh, 
Oh, she, they are not else. the duck. Yeah, Numskull does not do the ducks. No, they don't do the ducks. Although the ducks are yeah. getting reissued, which is another kind of fun one. But uh, they make, and again, I 100% dismissed it. I went, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then a year went by and I'm like, that's actually, I kind of want that. <laughs> and they did a um, the wireless uh, phone charger stand. Have you seen that? Yeah. The yeah. the pad, there's like the, the wireless pad. You're talking about that one? Because no, they did one that it, was like the no ghost logo that you could do. No, your... no, no, no. This is, it's like, it's like a Ghostbuster that's missing their torso and head. Oh, that one, the like stand, <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, stand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's got the legs of a Ghostbuster. It's got the arm and, you know, another arm and it's holding a trap and it does the, the key I guess it's wireless charging, the, whatever that key system wireless charging is, or it'll do the plug charging. And because there's no body and torso, you're supposed to put your phone on it. And the picture they use has the poster. So it's like these this disentorsoed limbs. <laughs> and then the square of the phone has the logo and the poster. And I'm like, that looks dumb. They're dumb for making that. And then I walked away and, and I went... Yeah, but if you change the picture on your phone to look like the torso and the head of your favorite Ghostbuster, <laughs> every time somebody messages you or calls, the screen lights up yeah. and they've got the arms and the legs. So I came around full circle and now I kind of want it just so. <laughs> you know, I love my son. He doesn't have to live on my, my unlock screen anymore. I, I got tons of pictures of him. It's time for like Egon to come back or something, something like that. So that's, that was, and I don't think it got talked about. I think, again, a lot of people looked at it and went, that's kind of goofy. And then I went looking at the other ones, uh, Mr. Man. There's a Back to the Futures one. Yeah, they do like, a there's lot. there's a Marty. They have a lot they're of licenses. Act- yeah. They're actually, and I'm, I'm looking at them again, I'm kind of like, yeah, you put the poster on it on your phone. That's the dumbest thing ever. But like I said, with a little creativity, like even if it's just sort of like a, sh- uh, a medium shoulder and headshot of you. And it lights up. It looks like yeah. you've got Ghostbuster arms and lights around. Sitting on your desk. Tiny little you. Tiny, tiny Elvis little you. on your desk. <laughs> so, well, like Numskull I said, I... Is, yeah. uh, and, and you should keep a good spotlight on Numskull because they're doing the real Ghostbusters. They do their quarter-cades, and they just announced yep. they're going to do a real Ghostbusters Data East quarter-cade. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, and, and those quarter-cades are usually like three $400, so they're kind of pricey, but... Uh, uh, I would still, want one of those. Yeah, absolutely. They they obviously they've they've pulled a Hasbro, which is they've struck some sort of deal that it's allowing them to make a wide range of products, uh, a la Hasbro. Hasbro has obviously struck some deal that allows them to just go other places. Is like I want to make a thing or two things or whatever. These guys again out of left field, kind of punching at a Hasbro weight class are like, yeah, here's our catalog of Ghostbusters stuff to pick what you like. Please. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. That's uh, a, that's if, a if I ever said anything disparaging about that stand, I apologize. Cause now I'm looking <laughs> at going and I think partially it's to, I think recently things get busy. My phone's been dying more often cause I, you know, I'm not getting a chance to charge a pro yeah, little tiny cartoon Ghostbusters standy for it. <laughs> It would be kind of awesome. I would encourage you to charge your phone, Chris Stewart. Yeah, it'd you got to do that. It'd be better if I could find those E-Kids Bluetooth headphones so I could just wander around with the headphones on while it's charging in the stand. But oh Maybe well. uh, Monster, who did those headphones back in the day, maybe they'll do another run. Like maybe. Those were pretty good. But Headphones uh, all round, yeah. frankly. You know Sold. what? Go subtle. Make some uh, Make some uh, earbuds, some, some Bluetooth earbuds. 
with a little thing on it that yeah. that, that that don't scream Ghostbusters because they're you know hiding in your little ears. So, and then, somewhere in the closet behind me, I have like the yeah. earbuds that Monster did. They're wired yeah. because it was pre Bluetooth, obviously. Pre Bluetooth, but, but now's the time. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time. Um, all right. Well, my my first number one pick. I didn't have any runners up. I didn't. I didn't do the okay. extra credit. I'm sorry. Le- that's all right. Um, and I wanted to make sure I I pulled up the website because I wanted to make sure I get this right because I know it is very important. You're um, going to embarrass me with another fantastic pick. No, I'm just th- embarrassed by my picks now. So this is this is a thing that I always wanted, and okay. it was my pie in the sky. Oh my god, I have always wanted that, and it is uh, Vankman's orange LL Bean Hunter shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't have it, but Magnolia yeah. has now put it yeah. out, and I wanted to make sure I get the name of it right, so I'm going to pull it up right now. It is the Magnolia Orange Hunting Shirt, available yeah. on their Magnolia Clothiers, Clothiers. I never know how to say That's it. That's a good pick. That's um, a good pick. It, just because that is something that I, that has been my white yeah. whale, that has been my holy grail of things that I have always wanted and have never been able to track down, and here they're like, we're going to make... These are the same people that when they saw the Frozen Empire teaser trailer, like, we're going to make those red jackets for you all and we're going to make them affordable. Like, they just yeah. – I love their 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 go They get did have the Venkman shirt as well. It's not quite his shirt, but they, they kind of – Did they do the the – because the, the, plaid, the plaid shirt was um, – Was that uh, not them? No, that was another – I have that shirt and uh, I'm blanking on the name of the – it's a flannel company, uh, yeah, Broxons. Okay. Broxons. Okay. But that's also well, – that's a mind. great – I would recommend that one, but it is impossible to get right now. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I, because I ordered a large and it's too big for me and I need a medium and they're sold out of the mediums. It's a what I want to do is raid my dad's closet, see if I can find his uh, denim and corduroy collar jacket like race. It's probably in there. <laughs> yeah. Before the, it, before the madness uh, overtakes people. I want to everybody see wants it. it. But um, so, so those were our three picks plus some for Chris who went above and beyond as he always does. Uh, Cause I'm if, indecisive. Yeah. If you have other picks, please uh, in our, uh, our, our Twitter, our threads, our blue sky, uh, yeah. we are, we're trying to hit all of the, all of the platforms right now, just hedging our bets. Um, wow. but hit, hit us up and let us know what you would suggest. And we'll try to boost that signal too, uh, out because you've got one week left until Christmas yeah. shopping is done. Yeah. What are you doing? Listening to us go shop, embrace for your loved ones don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go go stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a facebook page and twitter accounts no kidding just give me the address Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. Uh, so, hey, we're, we're back. We kept it lean, kind of, yeah, by our standards. Kind of, it's it's yeah, still an so hour it's plus. Not bad. 
Um, but uh, I, I want to just share an anecdote with you that I didn't get to do during our warm up, and then I'll, I'll give you the do final it. thoughts. Um, okay. So right before you and I were recording, uh, I was at this uh, in Descanso Gardens here in Los Angeles. They do like a, a holiday lights thing where you walk around and they do all these like lasers, and it's it's so much fun. You walk around with your cup of hot chocolate. Very cool. Highly recommend it. Um, so, but I was there, we were at the churro stand, uh, next to, uh, this, this wonderful display and my daughter was eating a churro and I was eating a churro and this cute cheruby little two-year-old comes up and wants our churros, uh, and, and our hot chocolate. And it's just like puppy dog eyes, like begging. And, and this, uh, uh, wonderful mom comes over and is like, those aren't yours. Stop begging. Uh, and I'm like, hey, it's it's okay. Uh, I I wish we had churros to give to you. And and you know the the kid says, mom, can I have a churro? And the mom says, oh, go ask your dad. Maybe your dad will buy you churros. And I say, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I am a terrible influence on your kids. And here we are, you know, eating junk food, and and we're we're making you have to go buy churros. It is at that point that I realize that I am talking to Millie from Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> who is there with her kids and I'm having this back and forth with it was the most weird LA surreal thing that has ever <laughs> happened to me because I was just having this back and forth with somebody and then as soon as I realized that it was Millie from Freaks and Geeks I immediately kind of locked up and I was like oh it's Millie I gotta watch what I say around her because you know, uh, it's Millie it's not she's a normal regular person and I don't know why I did that but anyway that was my anecdote That's I didn't cool. get to share with you um, but what do you got in terms of uh, final thoughts this week? Oh, I don't know that I got any final thoughts. I had one halfway through the show, and then it kind of went away. No, I don't that know happens. What it is. That was a midway thought, a mid, a mid. Th- I, I don't really say got it was what... a mid thought because now the you know the young kids have mid as a, a mid totally means, different re- yeah. reason. Yeah, I don't really have a a, a final thought. I I, I don't think. Um, oh, that's what the thought halfway through was. It was kind of related to to the discussion about spoilers and all that sort of thing. It's like, I kind of remember that the generation us that's having this discussion about what's acceptable to share and not share are the ones that also complain that it isn't like the old day where you didn't hear crap about a movie until two weeks before it opened when you saw the trailer on TV and the most you could hope for was maybe Starlog had a picture or entertainment tonight did a set something like that yeah that was the best but at the same time that same generation is kind of like thing on the internet retweet 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 and ugh that's not really a final thought that's just my complaint I mean that is that is a totally like uh, uh, all the people that have seen Slimer on on that uh, standee and they all have like I have an opinion we've all formed opinions on this one image that's on a standee that may not even be indicative of what the the version in the film will be but yeah that's that's what you would do with Starlog you would see this picture and be like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey that looks awesome by the one photo that's in Starlog I miss Starlog I miss I'm a magazine guy like I collect magazines not in their entirety there's a few that I try to collect in their entirety but when I say I collect magazines I collect I'm like a botanist whatever the the, whatever the study I'm a magazineologist I don't know what you would call it (laughs) A pamphlologist. Pamphlologist. Oh, that's. I like running into magazines that catch my eye. Like not any old magazine, but I like magazines where I'm like, oh, this is super cool, and having one, and I may never pick up the rest, or maybe they're short lived. Like uh, Royal Flush Magazine. Do you remember Royal Flush Magazine? No. uh -uh. Who the hell did that? Was it the Beastie Boys? Or one of the Beastie Boys? I don't know. It was kind of like weird. 
uh, early 2000s into the early 2010s. It was kind of like rock and comedy and alternative. And it was barely laid out. Like some of the pages were just kind of like full on art. And they'd like interview Patton Oswalt and Queens of the Stone Age in the same. Oh, that's cool. It, it was it was some super hyped up Rob Zombie on Red Bull fueled magazine <laughs> kind of thing. And they only did like seven or eight of them. Uh, what was the other one I found? What the hell was it called? Um... What's the chef's name? David, uh, David Chang. David Chang yeah. did a magazine with another group, and it was a food magazine. <sighs> I don't even own a copy of it yet because I mm. only recently found out about it. Uh, but again, it was like a food magazine, but it was done through this lens of like kind of new millennium gonzo journalism sort of thing. Like, just I like collecting magazines like that. And. Uh, and then that just made me I, I, I miss Fang you know well Fangoria might still be out there in a, one form or another it, yeah uh, it's like kind of come my, back and gone again I don't know yeah Fangoria uh, might Starlog's gone yeah. I miss that Cinefant uh, Cinef- Cinema uh, c- no not that one definitely yeah. but uh, Cinefax miss Cinefax oh man I really miss uh, Cinefax yeah I'm just uh, hu- hugging with all my might uh, retro magazine which is kind of like it's just cover to cover the monkeys and this Saturday morning cartoon that nobody's heard of and I'm yeah. like I love it Mer. magazines being written by 64 four, five year old guys being consumed by like 50 year old guys like me who barely remember these shows <laughs> and in another 10 years nobody's going to want to talk about them whatsoever um, yeah there's so I don't know if the final thought was me more like, why are we being this way? Or if it was just me tipping into, I miss the I old miss. 80s magazines. I do. I miss just sitting, pouring through a Star Wars Insider or, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah, that, 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 that was experience. like, that was like the last yeah. golden age of, of magazines was uh, Toy Fair magazine and, and Star Wizard Wars Insider and, Star Wars and Wizard. Insider, yeah. Um, Bring that back. Forget the inter- this internet thing. It's never going to last. Well, it's certainly that. a bad influence on us. So yeah, yeah. maybe we should switch back to... <laughs> Anyways, uh, not really a half thought. That was more of a... And that's my final meander. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Why don't horses have... So- yeah. No, I, I'm 100% with you. I, I And I have that conversation probably on a yeah. monthly basis with at least one person where I'm like, can we just have like a Starlog magazine again? That'd uh, be The great. news cycle is just so tough to keep up with but uh, I kind of want those magazines being done like the believer oh. just do it court just do it quarterly yeah like there focus you go. on take take Cinefix, which was like super in-depth kind of mash it up with Starlog which was kind of like cool and hip and topical and give it to us quarterly so you don't yeah. have to like churn it it's let's do that there anybody go. knows any capital investors let us know because Troy and I want to do a magazine please yeah let's bring that back not a magazine we'd like to do a periodical <laughs> thank you a nerd periodical but in the meantime we need to find time to do podcasts and yeah, well. then we can work on our periodical that's the only way you can sell periodicals is like listen to our podcast listen to our where our we podcast. tell you to buy our periodical the tie in podcast <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy, it's a weird world that we live in, everybody. Um, but hey, ten more, ten more sleeps or less to Christmas, everybody. So Christmas, you got Christmas around the corner. You got New Year's around the corner. Uh, yep. So this will probably be the last time that you hear us until 2024, uh, which is okay. You should be spending time with loved ones and friends. Uh, enjoying some some time off go uh, enjoy the holidays everybody please uh, knowing that 2024 is going to be a whole lot of fun from pop culture standpoint mm-hmm. and uh, especially a Ghostbuster standpoint as well mm-hmm. and uh, hey we'll see you on the other side of the year Who you gonna call? We got thanks for joining the Ghostbusters interdimensional crossroad Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. Really found its voice in the 46th episode. Oh, oh, oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. 